Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Briefing for Thursday, February 1st, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Dame. Jake Hughes is your producer. And coming up on today's show, well, it's a good one. Soon, we'll be joined by AMVETS Executive Director Joe Shinelli, Marine Corps veteran and the man leading the charge for American veterans, the congressionally chartered organization. He's going to be uh, calling in to talk to us about a variety of topics, including an update on the Please Stand issue, the whole rigmarole that came from their attempt to have an ad placed in the Super Bowl uh, program basically the paper program is going to be handed out to people at the game uh, of course you know a bit about that story already i'm guessing well there's more to come from it it's also going to talk to us about the new va id cards which are kind of like the old va id cards from a couple months ago you remember when the website went up and then immediately crashed well he's going to give us an update on that he was one of the first people to apply for it originally and we're also going to talk about that anti-military teacher mr gregory salcedo out in uh, california and then after that, we'll be joined by the man who founded the biggest post-9-11 veterans company out there, Grunt Style, one of our proud sponsors of Connecting Vets. Founder and CEO Dan Alaric is going to join us to talk about 2017, how big it was for Grunt Style, and how much bigger he thinks 2018 is going to be. So yeah, we've got a full show today, and we're going to kick it off by welcoming Mr. Jake Hughes into the studio. Jacobton, how are you this morning? I'm fine, Eriker. There you go. Erica, that's actually like the uh, the Viking way of pronouncing the name. Erica. Whereas Jacobton is just some weird thing that I made up and sent out there. I had a buddy in the Navy. He used to call everybody Erton at the end of their names. So you would be like Huserton. I would be Damerton. I had a buddy named Bova. He was Boverton. And uh, he was one of those Navy friends, the guy who did that, who just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, like, that no, happens. No social media presence. Uh, we were Facebook friends for a while and then just poof, vanished into the breeze. He's just living out in California someplace. I know that. I've tried to look him up a few times, but uh haven't found much. We were stationed together uh, at two different places, both on the USS Saipan and then over at uh, Naval Air Station Sigonella in Sicily, back-to-back places. He actually went to Sigonella before I did, and then I showed up, and we ended up working in the same building. One of those <laughs> interesting things, but uh, you know, cool guy, guy that was a friend of mine who just, nobody really knows what he's doing now. You have any of those people that you were like, oh, yeah, good buddy, who then just, you have no idea where they yeah, ended up? Yeah, I got one guy named by the name of Mayor. We went to basic training together, went to our first deployment together. And he's a really cool guy. Uh, last I heard, I know he got injured. Mm. Like, he uh, actually lost both his legs in an oh, IED. Man. Yeah, we connected again for a little while, but then he just sort of dropped off social media. And yeah. I, I've been trying to find him and find out how he's doing, but no one really knows. Right. People do that sometimes for various reasons. Sometimes social media just intrudes on your life too much. Uh, another good buddy who I was stationed in Greece with, 
was uh, having a problem with an ex who was like sending all sorts of crazy messages to both he and his wife and stuff like that. It just, just so that's why he left. Some people, I, they just get tired of it. They don't want people knowing everything about what's going on in their life. Uh, some people have something not very good happen in their life and decide like, well, you know what? I'm just going to keep to myself for a while. Uh, and then you also have people like I have a friend, uh, not a veteran friend, but just a good buddy who... Uh, felt that people were uh, tagging him in pictures that made him look unattractive, so he would leave <laughs> for a while because of that. Because he's, you know, he's like, I'm beautiful and I don't look beautiful in these pictures. I'm paraphrasing there. That's not what he'd say. But, uh, and then one of my best friends from growing up, a guy who, you know, when I was over in Afghanistan, sent like care packages and stuff. We're still in touch via phone and everything, but yeah, he cut social media uh, in total, except for Instagram. He's still on Instagram. Uh, and I guess that's because Instagram is just, it's just pictures. Basically you're not putting, you know, status updates. There's not as much political opinion going on on uh, Instagram or any of those things. So that would be my guess on why he stayed there. Of course, political opinion. We're going to talk about uh, a very interesting one is uh, Joe Chanelli calls in later in the show. This please stand thing with AMVETS as the Super Bowl comes, you know, this is Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Uh, It's still an issue. And AMVETS actually uh, made a pretty big announcement yesterday on something that they're going to do kind of in regards to that story. And we'll get the details on that from Joe coming up. But social media is where that really uh, exploded, both for the good and the bad, I would say, from AMVETS perspective. Social media has really changed the way we report news because before, I mean, you had the only news sources you had were the major networks. Now there's all these different organizations, and plus, you can get it shared viral by people. And that's so you don't have to go to the news and say, hey, I have this big story because they might ignore you. You can go to the p- different people and say, hey, spread this around. Make this blow up. Right. And and social media has become a way for uh, to give you an example for us. You know, we have uh, thousands of people that follow us on Facebook. So they get our, our articles that we put up on the Facebook page at Connecting Vets. I highly recommend you uh, go ahead and tap on your phone or click follow, like, all that stuff on Facebook and Twitter. But there are organizations that we've done stories on that have millions of followers. And when they share those stories out, you see the statistics go up. That's the sound that it makes. Yep, that's what it looks like when you have a great story on, oh, I don't know, Grunt Style, who we'll be talking to later today. Dan Alaric, uh, been on the show several times. Uh, not our most frequent guest, obviously, because we have the VSOs and like Hill Vets is in every Tuesday. But right. uh, from our uh, non-VSO world, he's right up there for most Him, probably guests. Shane Crushton. Shane Crushton is up there. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, we've had like uh, Eli Crane from Bottle Breach yep. has been on several times. Uh, a bunch of people out there who are doing great things that we've had on. But Dan, along with having a, an extremely successful company, they also just kind of always seem to have something going on. And it's good things like helping out after uh, the hurricane slammed into Houston, Texas, happened to coincide with Grunt Style opening up a new facility in Texas. And to be clear and to for full disclosure reasons, as I mentioned earlier, Grunt Style is one of the proud sponsors of ConnectingVets.com. Um, they did that and, of course, also... Uh, dealt with tax issues in Illinois where Illinois decided to raise income tax to pay for whatever Illinois needs to pay for uh, and did it in such a way that it went up drastically. So what Grunstyle did was gave a 
corresponding raise to all of their employees to offset that tax burden that would be coming to them, which, you know, that story, uh, just seeing what they did, uh, it, it became actually one of our top stories of 2017. I think it was in like our top five stories of 2017. So definitely a big one. And we'll, uh, we'll have more information coming from Dan on what's to come in 2018 and a recap on 2017 later in the day. Have a news story that went up yesterday based on the uh, the lengthy interview that we aired in two parts here on the show with Nate Boyer. Nate, of course, is the uh, former Green Beret. Prior to that, was an aid worker in uh, the Darfur region of Sudan. So a guy who uh, did a lot of time overseas, uh, both with uh, organizations that work to provide aid and then organizations that work to, uh, of course, the Green Berets, work to train our allies over there and get them up to speed on what they need to do to combat extremism in all its various forms around the world uh, and other things, of course, like uh, the drug war and Green Berets are involved in a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that's taking place around the world. Then, of course, Nate gets out, goes to the University of Texas, says, well, I've never really played football before, but I'd kind of like to. Walks on to the University of Texas Longhorn, perennial top 25 football team, makes it as a freshman, is a starter by his uh, redshirt sophomore year, ends up playing in the NFL. Of course, he was the one, as we talked uh, in length about yesterday, who talked to Colin Kaepernick, the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, who at the time was sitting on the bench during the national anthem, which Nate uh, you know, said that, that was not right. You don't sit on the bench and, and kind of convinced him like, hey, in the military, when we are uh, you know, someone speaking and, and the leader grabs everybody in or whatever, you know, take a knee, everybody get down and someone's uh, speaking to them, kind of explained uh, what the significance of taking a knee is to the military and said this is a more respectful way of protesting. Um, still, of course, a lot of people very upset with that. Yeah. And Nate himself, as he said in the interview yesterday, and you can read this in the story that, you know, he didn't necessarily agree with kneeling, with kneeling during the national anthem. It's something that, that means a lot to him, and it's something that has uh, a history dating back literally 100 years in the United States, a big chunk of our nation's history, and says that the flag protests hurt, but that doesn't mean he's not going to defend people's rights to do so. So great story on that up on ConnectingVets.com, so be sure to go and check that out. Of course, there's always stuff happening in the world of the military and veteran communities Here's an interesting one, and it's coming from the mouth of perhaps the biggest veteran right now. If I were to say, who's the biggest, most important veteran in the world right now, Jake, who would you say? Hmm. Probably someone in Congress. No. No? No. Think think, uh, someone who's who's working a government job. You're in the right right area, Washington, D.C., but former general that everybody knows. Oh, John Kelly? No, he's a he's he's a big one up there. He's of course the chief of staff for the White House. I was thinking of General Mattis. Oh yeah, Secretary Derp. of Defense. Yeah, well it's okay. You know you're in the Army. I know you don't want to uh, talk about the Marines too much. Although Kelly was a Marine too, so yeah, there there uh, there have been some successful Marine hey, Corps hey, generals. I've done years. my donation of crayons and glue for the for the Marine Corps. Okay, <laughs> there you go, both of them. Well, Secretary Mattis is considering a ban. A ban of all cell phones and personal electronic devices at the Pentagon. Mm. Defense officials confirmed this on Wednesday, and it's in part related to the whole Fitbit and uh, Strava app where it started showing where people were around the world. And when you start looking in like Syria and Iraq, all dark on this map, and then all of a sudden there's these little areas that are kind of in rectangular square shapes where it appears people might be doing some uh, PT around the perimeter. (laughs) 
And they started looking at, well, this could also be effective uh, and have an effect on people who work at places like the Pentagon. So since that's in essence, the building that he's in charge of over there, uh, he's considering a full ban on all cell phones and personal electronic devices. Here's the question, Jake, in this day and age, can you really ban all cell phones? I mean, obviously you can, but is that an effective thing to do? Because a lot of people conduct business on cell phones, particularly official cell phones. There's a lot of government issue ones out there. If you're banning all cell phones, does that include them? I mean, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, that's what, I, what my initial thought was. Like, well, how are you going to get a hold of people? I mean, because people can't be at their desk 24-7, and if there's something important popping off, you're going to need to grab someone while they're in the in the, the, uh, the little uh, commissary area they have in the Pentagon. Mm. And so, it, it, I mean, I think I understand from the standpoint of, like, iPhones and stuff like that, that people's personal cell phones. Right. But... Does it specifically say he means like government cell phones too, or is it just all? From what this says, they're doing a review, and there's a story on it in uh, in Military Times right now. Uh, the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, Joseph D. Kernan, and the Pentagon's Chief Information Officer, whoever that is, to review current security policies concerning devices. So they're going to look at it all, and it's because of concerns of how wearable electronic devices and portable electronic devices can affect things. It is a security risk. Absolutely. I mean, let's say you are uh, on a submarine, right? And you're a spy. You're working for, I don't know, the Taliban or somebody. They don't, <laughs> they don't have too much of a spy network in the military. But let's just say, hypothetically speaking, there's a lot of secret stuff on submarines. What if someone is to use their phone, which is a supercomputer, a phone, a video camera, to take images of that? And, and then send it to someone who uh, could use it for nefarious purposes. There's a guy who's currently, I think he's a petty officer first class, who's currently, uh, uh, he got out of jail, but he was in, he was jailed for taking photos on a submarine with his personal device. They don't believe that he had any, again, nefarious purposes, but he doesn't matter. He had classified data outside of uh, the places where it was allowed. So at the Pentagon, there's a lot of classified stuff going mm -hmm. on. And if you have someone who, uh, thinks of themselves as the next Snowden or the next reality winner. Remember her? Boy, we haven't heard oh. about her in a while. The next person, it makes it very easy. You can scan things with your cell phone, take pictures, videos, send it off very quickly. I, I think it kind of makes sense, but it's become such a part of our culture, such a part of conducting day-to-day -day life that I don't know how feasible it is to actually ban them. I mean, and, and people need to be able to use them on their way to work. There are some places where, uh, and I don't know about D.C. because I don't use mass transit in D.C. I drive in. It's early in the morning. No traffic. We got a garage in the building, all that stuff. Uh, in Like in New York, to get on the subways now, you basically need a smartphone because they're getting rid of the, the little swipe cards that you used to be able to get through, the Metro card. You, you need your phone to get places, to find information, to check train schedules, to do things like that. Uh, GPS, for example, that everybody has on their phone. So I don't think it's feasible to ban people from, from bringing them to work. Then you'd have to figure out a way to keep them from bringing them into work. So have some sort of collection area at the front or some sort of little <laughs> locker area where everybody has a little space to put their Fitbit and their, their iPhone and their Android or whatever, uh, which... You know, that's not going to be cheap. I mean, there's they're just looking at it. They're not saying that this is going to happen, but uh, it's an interesting conundrum, really, where, yes, it's absolutely a security threat. Absolutely. And you would hope that if someone has a security clearance that, you know, they're good to go. We've seen in the past, again, reality winner, Snowden, 
other people who had security clearances, Bradley Manning, uh, people who are uh, of the mindset that they want to put classified materials out there are going to find a way. And the cell phone is really the easiest way to do so, I think little picture of a, of a computer screen. That's how, you know how they caught reality winner was they figured out uh, that these things were that, that uh, they found, I think they found that things were being printed off, figured out what computer they were being printed off from who was using that computer and then checked her. And she had like a whole bunch of classified papers stuffed into her clothes or her bag as she left work. Well, if you just took pictures on your phone of that computer screen or whatever, guess what? There's no way to, yeah, track who would that, know, you know, and let's say you do it with like a burner phone or whatever, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways around it. So it makes sense theoretically, but practically, I think, is the issue where you'd have to look at it and be like, Meh, I don't know. I don't know if we can do this. You know, there was another one where a, uh, a video went viral and this was not good for an Air Force tech sergeant at Nellis Air Force Base. Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, she went on a rant. On video, for, for some reason, her name is Geraldine Lovely, tech sergeant in the United States Air Force, has now been removed from her supervisory position because she posted, posted this video online, on Facebook specifically, basically saying that her African-American female subordinates were always disrespectful and she, she thought it was just a problem. Now, from what I've heard, she herself happens to be African-American, but that doesn't matter. You, you, anybody who's generalizing any one group of people, particularly within the military, uh, absolutely not okay. You can't do that. And why you would do it on social media and in uniform. She's wearing the Air Force camouflage uniform. I mean, <laughs> under her name, this wasn't an assumed profile, but, you know, putting in there, you know, it pisses me the blank off that they have no blank in respect and constantly have an attitude. What the blank is up with that? Why is it at every time I encounter, you know, my subordinates that are black females, they have a giant blank in attitude. Wow. Okay. You're not really, uh, you're not really putting out good info there as a, exactly. as a tech sergeant. That's an NCO in the United States Air Force. That's someone who's going to be in a position of authority and is per putting out, purposely putting out their biases on Facebook. How can someone then go to work for them and think, oh, this person's going to treat me the same way as they would anyone else? Well, they can't, and that's the problem. And I think she thought she could get away with it because she was part of the group she was criticizing. And in the civilian world, you can do whatever you want, but in the military, hate speech is hate speech. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are or what demographic you represent. You can't use that language. Yeah. So she was at the 99th Force Support Squadron. Nellis Air Force Base tweeted out an official statement that uh, Tech Sergeant Geraldine Lovely, member of the 99th Force Support Squadron, has been removed from her supervisory role while leadership continue to gather facts regarding this incident. I don't know what more facts you need. I mean, that that could be... Certainly could be grounds for dismissal from the Air Force, I think. Yeah, that could be a career ender. I mean, it's it's if you do that on your personal Facebook and you're not in uniform, that's a big enough problem. If you're doing it in uniform, ugh, that's like that's getting into UCMJ violation territory. You know, there's certain things you're just not allowed to do. I mean, I remember someone who did my job in the Navy who was a lesbian who went to a uh, I think was working in recruiting public affairs and went uh, to a march, uh, like the Pride March, or one of the marches for uh, LGBT causes in New York City, and spoke to uh, the largest news radio station in the nation, 1010 Winds, that I actually uh, worked for prior to coming here, and spoke to them while in uniform, uh -oh. and talking about, you know, and this was during the Don't Ask, Don't Tell area, uh, era, 
And boy, she certainly told. And <laughs> she was basically removed from the United States Navy uh, in short order after that. So, you know, someone who was, uh, from all accounts, I, I met her a couple of times. Uh, we uh, uh, worked in the, uh, the same job in, in public affairs for recruiting at the same time. So, met her a couple of times through that. From all accounts, uh, very good at her job, an excellent broadcaster for one. But just flouted the rules, you know, participated in a demonstration in uniform. Doesn't really matter what the cause is. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, as people don't realize, well, civilians don't realize that when you join the military, you forfeit certain rights. And one of those is certain aspects of your freedom of speech. You cannot make political statements while in uniform because, as I told all the soldiers that I ever gave public affairs briefings to, when you speak for one of us, you speak for all of us in that uniform. So... You can't make statements like that. You can't participate in events like that. And people might, again, are going to cry, oh, she has freedom of speech. No, she doesn't. She signed that away when she joined the military. Yeah, not in uniform. Yeah. Yeah, she can say whatever she wants. Well, yeah. Uh, to, you know, within good taste, you would hope, uh, on her own personal Facebook page. But even then, if someone sees that who works for you and it's reported, I mean, that, that stuff, there, there's a lot of discussion on like, well, it's private. Social media is private. It's my page. Yeah, but if people can see it, guess what? That's the same as you going out on the street and screaming the same thing. I can use another example from uh, from my time in when I was stationed out in Guam. Went to a concert. Big band comes through. 311. You've heard of 311. I've heard I'm of sure. them. Sure. 311, uh, of course, very big band during my time in high school, like the 1996, 97, uh, all mixed up, down. have a bunch of hit songs out there. Came through Guam, and it was like the only big band that came through Guam in the, in the time that I was there. Went to the concert. Buddy of mine and I uh, start smelling, of course, some people taking part in the ganja. We're like, oh, okay. And then we see some smoke coming out of an area, and we look over, and I say, you know what? I think some of those kids are from our ship. He went, oh, no, man, that's not it. And he looks over and he goes, oh, yeah, they are. Not only were they, they were part of the same rate that he worked in, not in the same shop. So we're sitting there like, Phew, we're both first classes. They're junior sailors. We see them doing what appears to be participating in illegal drugs. How do we deal with this? Like, do we go over and grab them? Do we report it tomorrow? What do we do? And then I've heard off to the side, hey, Petty Officer Dame, look over. Brand new JAG officer just got to the ship. <laughs> like I spoke to her two days beforehand uh, about public relations training and public affairs and how we can help her. Um, she comes over. She's like, hey, do you have any idea who those people are and if they might be uh, United States Navy sailors? And we're like, ma'am, uh, I do believe that they are. Don't know their names. But we'll find out for you. We got the names. I got called in the next day. I had to give a written statement. By the time I got in to give my written statement, security had already printed off, printed off Facebook photos that they had posted from the concert of them smoking, uh, again, what appeared to be marijuana cigarettes. Oh, my. Yeah. Ugh. But later on, uh, I believe, was found to actually be spice, you know, which is like the synthetic marijuana, which yeah. is, uh, one, a lot dangerous, but two, harder to detect. Um, all of them that were seen doing that were removed. One person who was with them who we could not say we saw doing it. There were no social media images, but the social media images that they posted Security had those, printed them right off. One of them was friends with one of them on Facebook, got all the pictures. I mean, you, you, 
There's no privacy on the internet. No, I got put something out there. Yeah, I actually got in trouble once when I was in Korea because there was a time when there was uh, several protests going on out front of uh, Camp Casey in Dongdashan, and they were making a whole lot of noise. And I made a joke on Facebook, "Hey, maybe we should go out there and take care of the problem." Ha ha ha. (laughs) I my and remember, I'm public affairs, so my station commander, (laughs) he was lit. He was not having it. Yeah, I got. Extra, I got unofficial extra duty for like three weekends, and and I learned my lesson that you're not that on social media. If you know, I learned my lesson and I made my page private so no one but my friends can see it. But still, on social media, yeah, but if one of your friends sees something that they don't like and they print it off and turn it in, what are exactly. you gonna say? That's, that's private. Yeah, you know? there, there's the whole thing of uh, nothing is ever erased from the internet. Yeah, the internet reveals all. And in the military, you're on duty 24 hours a day, seven yep. days a week. So let's say uh, you say that's well, that that was private, just like if I was doing something within my own house. Okay, well, let's say you are. It's against the rules in the military. Let's say you're smoking weed inside your house, and then you pop positive. What's your answer? Well, that was private. That was in my house. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way, dude. Stop it. Same thing with the internet. If 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 you don't want somebody seeing it, don't put it up there. You know, don't think like, well, mine's private. Only my friends could see it. You know what? This whole AMVETS thing that we're going to talk to Joe Chanelli about in a minute, that got expanded on Twitter after someone took a screen cap from a private Facebook group and put that up on Twitter and, and tried to claim uh, things related to that screen cap. So again, you know, and it continues after you get out of the military. I've seen people lose their jobs over social media posts. Yeah. You, you never know who's out there nope. in, in, on the internet. Anyone could be anyone. There was a great story about a, a young lady who tweeted uh, after her first day at work, and I believe it was Domino's Pizza. Like, a oh, stupid pizza job. I can't believe I have to do this and blah, 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 blah. The boss uh, tweeted back at her <laughs> the same day like, eh, don't worry about coming in tomorrow or ever again. You're fired. So you got to think about things like that. We try to think about things like that and how they might relate to the veteran and military community at ConnectingVets.com and here on The Morning Briefing. I'm your host, Eric Dame. He is your producer, Jake Hughes, and we have a fantastic show coming up for you today, including Mr. Joe Schinelli, the executive director of AmVets. Joe's going to join us here live on the show via phone in just a few minutes. And then later on, Dan Alaric, founder and CEO of the one and only Grunt Style. Another big morning briefing this Thursday, February 1st. Back after this. Helping military veterans stay connected. We make it easy. We're CBS Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day. Online and all over social media. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. At Connecting Vets. Welcome back to the morning briefing. It's Thursday already. It's February already. It's 2018 already. Can't believe it. Seems like just yesterday it was the new year. Now it's the new month. Valentine's Day is only two weeks away. You know, one gift that you could give to your significant other that doesn't cost them anything or cost you anything? Send them a link to connectingvets.com. <laughs> Entercoms, ConnectingVets.com, Connecting Vets every day with a variety of news, opinion, entertainment, benefits, all sorts of things from all sorts of perspectives, but all coming from within the veteran community because each and every member of the Connecting Vets team is either a veteran themselves or very closely tied to the veteran community, as in 
married to a veteran. Jake did 13 years in the Army, served as a drill sergeant, a tanker, public affairs specialist. I was 13 years in the Navy as, well, basically just public affairs, journalism, broadcasting, that kind of thing. We've got a team that includes the Navy, the Army, the Marine Corps, not the Air Force at the moment. But you know what? If you're looking for work and you happen to be an Air Force veteran or a veteran of any one of the services, check out our Facebook page and check out our website. We've actually got some openings out there. So you might be interested in those. Or if you know someone who's uh, got some skill at writing or talking good like me do, send them there. And also be sure to check out the wonderful stories that we have on there. We've got things like our top story from former Army Intel Specialist Matt Sainsing is the forever war now the Forgotten War. He goes through the 16-year history of Afghanistan, the presidents involved with it, and the state of our union as it applies to that very interesting place where I did uh, spend some time. It is a fascinating place and a fascinating situation that a lot of people have a lot of opinions on. Matt gives you a pretty good breakdown on the site, so you can go check that out and so much more, including Hillvets 100. Now, Hill Vets, they're a guest of the show, to be very clear. They come on every Tuesday to talk about what they're doing to let people know about veterans' issues on Capitol Hill and how they're preparing veterans of both sides of the political spectrum to get involved in politics, either as a politician and a any of the different ways that you can get involved in politics through their Hill Vets fellowships. They also do the Hill Vets 100, an awards ceremony that recognizes veterans who are having success as well as veteran spouses and civilians who support veterans and the military and active duty service members, basically a hundred people involved within the veteran and military sphere that have found success in a variety of categories, arts, entertainment, business, nonprofits, you name it, they probably have a category for it. We have an article up there with a link to how you can nominate someone who you think is deserving of recognition by Hill Vets. We have a fantastic group of sponsors, partners at ConnectingVets.com. Of course, we have people like Cigna doing great things with healthcare insurance. University of Maryland, University College doing great things with education. United Rentals doing great things with helping people get the equipment they need. And our next guest's company. Yeah, they are the number one post 9-11 veteran created company, putting clothing out there with their logo showing up everywhere from the UFC to, well, he's going to tell you all about it in this very next interview. He is the founder and CEO of Grunt Style, Mr. Dan Alaric, and I was able to sit down and talk with him yesterday, and here's what we had to say. And joining me now is the founder and CEO of the largest post-9-11 military-owned clothing company, Grunt Style, Mr. Dan Alaric. Dan, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning, Eric. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man, and I'm, I'm pleased to welcome you back to the show. It's been a while since we last talked, and 2017 was a busy year for you, so I'm glad we got to talk the times that we did. <laughs> As you look back on 2017, Grunt Style having tax issues with Illinois, opening up a new facility in Texas, the hurricane hitting Houston, and everything that came along with your efforts uh, to help Texas recover from that. Uh, how will you remember 2017 for the Grunt Style team? You know, uh, I, it was a whirlwind, and, uh, you know, not to play on words with Hurricane Harvey at all, but um, it was definitely exciting. So what's interesting, every year we come, uh, we start, you know, we write this uh, plan for the year, 
Uh, you know, we come out with a, a very clear commander's intent. We'll be successful if we do this. And it's usually based off of revenue or something like that. Um, and then everything else is the plan of how, how do we execute on that. And uh, I think Eisenhower has this great quote uh, that says, uh, plans uh, are worthless, but planning is essential. Mm. Uh, and it definitely held true. We, we did a lot better on our uh, revenue projections than we ever expected. Uh, but everything else was, you know, it, it was almost, uh, it was outside of the scope. It was more exciting than I ever could imagine. Um, everything from new contracts with the uh, NHL, UFC, uh, you know, uh, Bell Team, uh, you know, just exciting things all over there. Moving down to San Antonio or expanding down there, um, getting over 500 employees, you know, breaking that barrier was really exciting. It's just been a whirlwind. And and I think it's a whirlwind that a lot of people have noticed. As you mentioned, the UFC, I'm a huge MMA fan. I watch most of the UFC events. Uh, basically, if I'm able to, I watch them. And right there on the octagon, there's the Grunt Style logo. I follow you on Instagram. I've seen the Grunt Style suite down in San Antonio at the, uh, at the sporting events down there. As the guy who, who started that, as we've talked to you before about, you know, eating peanut butter and jelly and essentially living out of your car, going to a convention and saying, hey, if we make $6,000, we're in this game. If we don't, we're out. And you made like, what, $6,001 or something like that. So <laughs> seeing what it's gotten to, seeing your logo there for a, a championship fight in the UFC or a pro basketball or hockey game or anything like that, how does that actually feel to you? Can you believe it when you see that? It's, it's pretty neat. Uh, I can tell you that uh, my feeling is, honestly, we're not there yet. We're still, we still have a long ways to go to get to, our, to where we are going to mature into. And it's, it's very interesting to, to be a part of this organization from the very beginning through each of these small stages. And, you know, you can, uh, we almost uh, compare it to the, the life of, an, um, of our military. Right. Where you, you know, we started a revolution that's sleeping out of my car. We barely, we had a we had scraps we were scraping together just to get by. Um, and then, you know, then we transform into uh, a ragtag, you know, frontiersman, you know, conquering the unknown. Um, but now we're, we're at the point now where we're, we're, we're growing so rapidly. We're becoming the size of an entity that we're, we know that professionalizing is going to be very important, but we have to do it in a clever way, which is difficult, where you don't inhibit the creativity and the growth. And that's really where we're at right now. And so much creative stuff going on over at Grunt Style. I, I've particularly enjoyed another previous guest of the show, your company first sergeant, Tim Jensen, there doing his uh, bedtime stories on social media. Where do you guys yeah. come up with an idea? I mean, obviously, he has the second sexiest voice in the nation behind mine. But where'd you come up with That's the idea correct. for using, you know, using a guy like Tim in that manner and kind of doing something that may not be directly related to the grunt style products like the clothes, the shoes and all that stuff, but certainly ties directly into the grunt style ethos? How do you develop things like that? So, you know, that, the bedtime stories was actually really, uh, uh, really kind of cool. Um, my, we're, I was laying in bed one night with my wife, and she turns over, and she shows me this. Uh, it was a bedtime story by this actress, and they just kept dropping F-bombs all the way through. <laughs> and uh, and she's, like, uh, she's like, oh, this is really funny. And she's showing it to me, and she's like, you know, I bet Tim could read bedtime stories. I'm like, I bet he could do Medal of Honor citations as a bedtime story. And uh, so next morning we walk in there. I'm like, Hey Tim, you're going to do this. And he's like, I love it. And 
<laughs> Honestly, I haven't stuck my finger into that uh, pie since because they just took it and ran with it, and they're doing phenomenal. Um, so to see what it's uh, doing today, it's uh, it reinstilling those core values that we had in the military, and we're sharing it in such a fun and interesting way. And there is uh, really a fun vibe to almost everything that Grunt Style does. It seems like you know some companies out there take themselves very seriously. It seems like you guys try to have as much fun with it as you can while also getting down to business, of course. Um, how important do you think having that balance is, the ability to you know poke fun at yourselves, poke fun at the veteran community, the military, while still, of course, supporting all those things as well? You know, the... the I'll- we want the company to be a direct reflection of ourselves. Um, that, that way it, it, it breathes and communicates authenticity. So yes, we like to have fun. Yes, we can poke fun at ourselves and yes, we're serious business people as well. Um, in, in it's, it's hard to, to see that combination because a lot of times people will come in for an interview and I'm like, Hey, I watched the videos. You guys just kind of throw darts at each other and have fun. I want to work here. I'm like, well, actually we do a lot of work. Um, and on the other hand, you'll have, uh, people coming from corporate America, uh, you know, you know, they had very professional jobs for, you know, as VP of what X, Y, and Z, they'll come in and they're like, wow, this place is uh, very different from a corporate environment. And we're like, yes, <laughs> it is. It's, it's definitely a uh, representation uh, or representative of what you see in the military. You have a fun, close knit family that are professional warriors. Right have the ability to buckle down and get the job done and accomplish the mission uh, when it's necessary. Uh, and when it's not, when there's downtime, you're going to find the best and most uh, unique ways to uh, fill that downtime. We're speaking with Dan Alaric, founder and CEO of Grunt Style, a brand that is widely recognized, of course, throughout the military and veteran communities. You know, Dan, when we look at Grunt Style's 2017, as you said, a whirlwind. Everything taking place from uh, you know opening up new facilities in Texas, dealing with the hurricane in Texas that happened to kind of coincide with your move down there, uh, and, and so much more new products, new things like the bedtime stories. You did a lot in 2017. It's it's it was an impressive year, as you know, from from my perspective, as someone viewing it from the outside. What do you have planned for 2018? How are you going to top a great year like 2017? Um, we have bigger things coming out in 2018, which is massively exciting. So internally, our biggest focus on uh, inside our, our company is we're taking a lot of time, money, and effort to focus on training the force. So we're establishing a new team leader course, a squad leader course, a director's course, a VP course, so we can uh, train our people, not as just professionals, but business professionals in the way we conduct business. Um, and that's going to take the entire year to do, but that's our, inten- our internal effort. Um, what you're going to see from the outside, though, is uh, we're well, we just finished setting up one factory in San Antonio. We're looking at two more um, later this year, as well as a new fulfillment center so we can deliver products faster. Um, but our new headquarters, which, uh, I have a meeting in about an hour to go, uh, visit that, uh, that, and it's going to be the most technologically advanced building in the, in the entire city of San Antonio. And there's going to be a hidden secret in the basement, which, uh, uh, we'll, I'd love to uh, spend more time talking to you about, but it's a historic fallout shelter and we're remaining it. We're, we're allowing it to be functional, but remain true to its roots. It's going to be really exciting. Wow. On the grunt fit side, um, the app is took off. It, it was and within 24 hours. It was ranked number two in all of the free fitness apps on Google Play. Um, it's, it's still doing quite well. Um, wh- what we did is we took basically only one or two functions on, on and put into the app, 
and we're say, and we asked the audience, do we do these one or two things well? It doesn't do everything, but it does one or two things well. And everyone, the majority of people said, yes, it does. I, I appreciate this. So now we're investing more money, time, and effort to build it to, okay, this is the one fitness and nutrition health app that you need from now on. And that's our new focus that will be coming out this, uh, later this year. Um, Alpha Outpost is coming, uh, is, has a new wave right now. It's a subscription box. It's a, you know, a gear of the month club. Right. And now our, our, but our mission has always been get your butt outside, get your butt outside, have an adventure, connect with nature. Um, and you know, we've been doing it through gear, but now we're doing, taking it a step further and really going to be able to fulfill that mission. You're going to see something really special come out in the form of that, which we're super excited. Uh, America bourbon, uh, we're now in 42 States already, and that is not slowing down. Um, it's just exciting. You've tried it already. I know you said oh, it was yes. delicious. It was very good. And okay. I took it, we went on a hunting trip that, uh, uh, we've got a video coming out hopefully today. Uh, we went on a hunting trip with, uh, two, uh, wounded warrior Marines, including Rob Jones, the guy who ran 31 marathons in 31 days. And we went hunting with retired seal, Don Shipley, the guy who finds and does the great videos, finding the, uh, the phony seals out there the night before the hunt, we may have had a bottle of America bourbon along with us. And yeah, <laughs> everyone agreed that it was really fantastic out there so yeah you guys have you guys have really spread your wings into so many things and even beyond the products i mean grunt fest of course has been a rousing success you guys have had these amazing events and, and building a sense of community was that one of the original goals with you along with you know the cool t-shirts and getting into all the different uh, apparel and different things like alpha outpost did you want to build that sense of community when you started or was that not even on the radar at that point it it was never about t-shirts i was a, a drill sergeant i didn't care about fashion or whatever you know uh, you, you know the cute whole hats. idea <laughs> cute that's that's good i like that eric <laughs> um so no it was always about bringing the culture of that uh american pride to everybody else i wanted the i i love the culture that the military has that uh, camaraderie that pride in self military and country and i wanted to take that to every home in america and that's really what it was about Gruntfest is another way of expressing that this is why we're so involved in events now. We have events all over the country. I think we have over 200-plus events scheduled this year, wow. either that we're partnering with, including we have our own air shows. We have four air shows we're putting on this year as well um, uh, we're, uh, all across the country. So it's really exciting. Gruntfest is a big part of it. But it's a way for us to actually get out there to the community. Everything's in social media nowadays. Everything is behind a computer or a phone or whatever. I want to get out there and I want to go meet you. Um, our, our guys want to go meet you. We want to go interact and hang out and, and have a drink, listen to music and have a great time, throw some beer pong or whatnot. Um, and, and, and just celebrate the, the lives and the community that we have uh, as free Americans. You know, I'm, I want to apologize for my cute hat remark. Your fellow drill sergeant, producer Jay Hughes, is now glaring at me through the glass. So they're not cute hats. They're awesome, cool, kick-ass hats, and everyone loves Did them. Did you say they're that fantastic. in the front lean and rest? Because I couldn't tell over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things, and we're speaking with Dan Alaric, founder and CEO of Grunt Style, uh, that's always been impressive to me about you and your organization is your willingness to, to talk to your fellow veterans out there who might have been business questions for you who's seen your success and want to find out you know how they might be able to make their way in whatever business they choose to get in also you know making time for uh, guaranteeing that veterans with a clean dd214 will at least get a job interview 
as you guys have grown in success, as the logos plastered all over UFC events and at the the special suite in San Antonio, and everything keeps growing, has that changed at all? Or are you still making yourself that available to the veteran community out there? Absolutely. I had a phone call yesterday afternoon, uh, and then we chatted for about thirty minutes about uh, his plan. And, you know, sometimes it's a business, sometimes it's a charity, sometimes they don't know. Um, and the idea is, you know, put myself in their shoes. What would I do? And, you know, I may not have all the right answers, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm there to listen and I'll help where I can and give you some direction where I, where I can. Um, that's it. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we, we all, we're all cut from the same cloth. Let's see if we can figure out how to do better together. And that's certainly the right way to look at things, in my opinion, especially from someone who's had that success and isn't, you know, you're not trying to be Scrooge McDuck and build the money vault and swim around in your gold. You're, you're looking to help out your company, all the veterans working for you. And let's talk about that now as far as the, the basically who comprises Grunt Style at this point. You've always had a very high percentage of veteran workers as you've grown. And you mentioned going over 500 workers. Have you made an effort to, to continue keeping that as, as part of the, uh, the mission moving forward? Yes, we've always made that a part of our mission. Um, and it, let me uh, tell you, it is hard, um, mm. really hard to do. Um, especially when you're, when you have to have maintain the veteran level at hundreds um, and some of them are specific jobs and whatnot. So at the end of the day, we have to take the best person for the position because that's going to benefit the entire company. Um, and everyone in an organization is a patriot of the United States. And that's, that's really important to us. Um, but we, we, uh, one of our missions for our uh, personnel department is to maintain that 50% or better. Um, usually we're above it. Uh, sometimes we're not, um, but it's, it's always, it's always a mission and uh, objective for us. That's, that's how we maintain that culture. And of course, when we talk about people being able to reach out to you and talk to you about business, uh, there's also just a great advice coming from all corners of the world. And you've talked to us before about basically you turning into a voracious book reader on any book on business, whether it was any good or not, you were going to be reading it. What are some other pieces of advice that you would give to those entrepreneurs out there, whether they're looking to get into the nonprofit space, uh, start their own company, uh, doing whatever it is? What are some of the, uh, the pieces of advice that you think would be most valuable to your fellow vets out there as they, they consider trying to enter into starting a new venture? Absolutely. So it's just like if you're trying to play football, right? You read a few books. When I, when I, uh, I never played football in high school, so after my second deployment, I kind of cut, it was like one of my only regrets. I'm like, you know, I never played ball before, so I tried out for uh, our college team. Now, it was not a big college whatsoever. It was like D3 class or something, like uh, division. So it wasn't, wasn't very big, but I tried out. But um, I would go to the coach, and I said, hey, my only experience in football is from Xbox. So <laughs> if there's any playbooks I need to read or whatever. And then I was a power lifter at the time, so I was in good shape, um, especially coming out of the Army, too. Um, so it wasn't my fitness level. It was, you know, the, the skill and the knowledge. Um, but so my nickname for the next two years was Xbox, um, <laughs> field. but, um, but what I'm trying to explain is you can learn a lot from reading and watching others, but until you go out there and get your hands dirty, you're never going to learn as much. Um, so you, you, you can learn from others and you can learn for yourself. All right. And when you're learning from others, you can talk to them directly and have that in- interaction. And again, I make myself available to any vet and wants to jump on the phone for a few minutes be happy to do that um but the but you also need to read like you said um having a degree probably helps i don't have one 
but that you that still experience that are all adds up to tools in your belt. So every book you read, whether it's good or bad, I promise you there's a gem in there that you can find. Um, and I've sat through a lot of bad books to find one or two gems, but made it worth it. So every book you read, it's a tool in your belt. Every person you talk to about business is another tool in your belt. These are all little experiences. And then especially going out there, getting your hands dirty, get some nuts on your head, um, go make mistakes, go do something in that industry. Whether, even though it's not yours yet, at least you're getting that experience. You're watching. And getting that experience is a big part of what's made Dan Alaric so successful as the founder and CEO of Grunt Style, a guy who we've talked to before about the fact that he was living out of his car, surviving on essentially peanut butter and jelly, barely getting by, and now has this company that employs over 500 people with over 50% of them veterans doing really amazing things in the veteran community and also just having great success and also seem to be having such a good time doing it. Now, Dan, you told us you guys exceeded expectations for 2017. You told us about a lot of the great things that are coming up in 2018. So let's take a little state of the grunt style address from you right here. How do you see things working this year? Do you see another year where you exceed expectations? Have you raised the expectations even higher because you exceeded them last year? How are you looking at 2018 uh, in the big picture sense? Absolutely. I'm confident that we are going to more than double in size. Um, I mean, we're already triple, uh, more than triple, same month last year, um, just for January. So uh, we're going to more than double than what we did in 2017 for revenue. Our personnel will probably be between 800, 850 or so um, uh, for staff. Um, And our big focus on training the force and taking that time and investing into our our own people of, uh, of knowledge, expertise, and professionalism is going to be probably one of the biggest accelerators we could ever do for our company. And it's a great company doing great things. And again, people can, of course, find the products that they sell and more about them by going to gruntstyle.com. And Dan, if people are interested, as you said, in reaching out to you, people are interested in uh, looking to apply for a job to join the Grunt Style team. If they're one of those veterans out there who thinks, hey, they're having trouble filling some of those spots with veterans, I might be the guy. How do they go about doing that? How do they go about contacting the company for those professional reasons? Gruntstyle.com is uh, there's footers at the bottom. Um, there's plenty of information there. If you want to reach out to me personally, I'll I'll help you or I'll put you in the right direction pretty quickly. Um, my uh, LinkedIn is the fastest way to do it. I'm the only Dan Alaric in the world, so just easy <laughs> to find. Uh, send me a message there, and I'll be happy to help. And if you had one message that you could impart to all the Grunt Style fans, all those people out there in those awesome T-shirts, wearing the boots, you know, checking out the Grunt Fit app, drinking the America bourbon, if there's one message that you could give to all those the Grunt Style community, what would it be? Uh, America is the best country in the world. It always has been, and it's only getting better because we choose to make it better. There you go, Mr. Dan Alaric, a man whose energy is infectious. And every time I talk to him, I just get kind of psyched up about everything that I'm doing. Dan, (laughs) I want to thank you for that, and thank you so much for joining us on the Morning Briefing today. Hey, great talking to you, Eric. Have a great day. So happy to have Gruntstyle as one of our official partners here at ConnectingVets.com. And as he said, go to Gruntstyle.com down at the bottom. If you're interested in uh, looking for work with them, if you think that you might be willing to join their team, as he said, they're looking to double their size to over 1,000 people in 2018. That's what they're looking to do. So you could be a part of that. And if you have any of those business questions for uh, arguably the most successful recent veteran when it comes to business, 
Find Dan Alaric on LinkedIn, and he's more than willing uh, to set aside some time to talk to you, just like he talks to us, but to talk to you about your future and what you might be able to do to build something special like he has over at Grunt Style. We want to thank both of our guests today. Of course, Dan Alaric, founder and CEO of Grunt Style, and Joe Chanelli, executive director of AmVets. Also, of course, want to remind you, ConnectingVets.com is your website, so you should be going to check it out dozens of times a day, I would suggest. That's how many times I do it. Of course, I have to look at it because, well, you get it. Anyway, follow us on social media. We are at ConnectingVets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Follow us there, and you're going to see all the greatest things that we're putting out about the greatest class of veterans in the world, the American veterans. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.